Hi, this is Bryn Helming. Thanks for tuning into this podcast entitled Planning to Grow as a Worship Leader Over Time. I've heard it said that if you never aim at a target, you're guaranteed to never hit it. This podcast is geared towards giving you several tools to help sharpen that aim so that you could hit the target of growing and developing as a worship leader over time. Thanks again for tuning in. been leading worship for any amount of time, I'm sure you've come to that place where you have felt uh, like you've kind of hit a wall, where you've uh, maybe been become stagnant and you just don't feel like uh, you're, you're moving forward, that you're growing. Everything just kind of seems the same, like almost like you're treading water. And this could be for a handful of reasons. Um, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we're busy. We have families and jobs and other activities that are pressing in on our time, and that busyness can help us uh, lose focus on kind of exactly what we're doing, and we get distracted by other things. And the reality is, is that growth to move past this barrier, past this place of treading water, being and feeling stagnant, growth takes a plan. And there's no special formula for these plans. We're, you know, we're each unique. We require different things at different times and seasons of our life and ministry. But a plan, nonetheless, is what we need. In a plan, there's three key ingredients. Vision, commitment, and having the right tools to help us implement that vision and commitment. So I just want to talk quickly on these three key ingredients. So let's talk about the first one, which is the big picture. And we need to foster an attitude of being a learner. That's what this plan is all about. So first we have to have that attitude. But the big picture and vision is what are we about? What is it that encompasses this thing that you do as a worship leader? And I've boiled it down to basically three main or primary components of being a worship leader or engaging in this thing of a worship ministry. And it's pretty simple. They're musical spiritual, and the social or the personal realm. So the musical, what what do I mean by that? And musical is basically um, having effective rehearsals, uh, developing set list development, song selection, uh, pursuing technical um, excellence, you know, make sure the band and the music, it, it sounds good, working on that, band development, working on developing uh, the players in your band, putting together different pieces of the band, the arrangements of the songs, all of those are musical components um, that we engage in week in and week out as we're leading worship. Um, another component is the spiritual. And by that, I mean pastoral leadership of the team and of the congregation. And if if your title isn't a pastor, don't get hung up on that. That's not important. The fact is that when we're leading worship, when we're standing before the congregation, uh, we're doing more than just singing a song. We're, we are actually leading. There's a pastoral element of guiding the people, shepherding the people in in activity that's focused on God and growing um, towards God. So our pastoral leadership of the congregation, our, which would include also our personal devotion, that's a definite primary component of a worship ministry as well. And a third component is the social and personal um, our interpersonal relationships um, with the team, with the leadership of the church, with the congregation itself, um, our communication skills, 
um, all, you know, all the things that would be more of that personal thing. And I, I kind of view these components as interlocking rings, much like uh, the Olympic circles, if you've seen that emblem where they, they interlock. And there's places where each of these components are independent. They're their own separate kind of a realm and ring, and yet they overlap and they interlock. And so there's a place where musical and the spiritual connect together. You know, we're not just doing songs. There's a spiritual element. We're, we're leading worship. These songs are basically just tools to help us focus on God. That's where that, that inner interconnects there. And same thing with music. It's not just playing songs to the congregation or doing music to them, as I like to say. Instead, it's, it's this place of inviting them into it. There's a relationship that's happening. There's a social aspect when we're leading worship because we're we're inviting engagement and connection and involvement with those um, so that they sing with us and they participate. Um, so that's just an idea of how these interact. But we need to have a vision and understanding that that's the whole of what we do. Those three primary components interact together. So what are we doing to grow in each of those areas? Um, another way that I visualize um, the aspect of vision or these three components is um, much like a, the rim on a bicycle. You know, the bicycle rim is held together with spokes. And all these spokes have certain tension on them. And when all the spokes are um, in right tune and have the right tension, the wheel um, is true. And therefore it rolls smoothly. But when one of the spokes... Um, gets out of tension or isn't tight enough, is too loose, the wheel over time begins to wobble and it becomes untrue and it doesn't roll straight. And it may function, but it functions, um, it, it doesn't, doesn't function well. It begins to, to flop and over time it can blow out your tire. Well, that's much the way that um, in, in this uh, realm of leading worship with these three components, it works the same way. In that if, if the musical over time, if we don't spend time growing and improving and um, it, with the music and we're just focused on being um, just spiritual, the music suffers and it could get to a place to where the music itself becomes a distraction from a spiritual. Um, or if we're just focused completely on music and there's no um, attention paid or not to well enough attention paid to the spiritual aspect of what we do, we can end up basically just being a band that's playing music on people. And in fact, our music and the way we arrange music and play music and maybe focusing on ourselves and our talents instead of combining the spiritual aspect, that could become a distraction itself as well. And in that way, the wheel is not trued up in those, um, it begins to wobble a little bit. Or personally, if we're not working on our relationships with the band um, and there's tension or strife among the band players or if there's tension and strife among the worship team um, and the leadership of the church, that'll show and it'll begin to create tension. So, I mean, pretty quickly we get to see how these, these components have to work together. And so if we are desiring to grow and needing to, to bump ourselves out of this place of being stagnant and, um, you know, kind of treading water ministry, we, we should re, um, remind ourselves 
that there's these three components and begin to take kind of a temperature or a, a depth reading of where are we at in these three areas? What are the areas that, that need the work? Um, where do we need the focus? So that's, that's kind of the first, the first main ingredient, getting a big picture, having a vision for what are you doing now? What element needs to get worked on and where do we go from there? Um, which takes us to the second ingredient, which then means commitment. So once you've got a more of a clarity of your vision and of where you're at, you, you need to be able to commit to moving forward and working on those things that actually um, need some work, that need to get trued up. You're the wheel of, of your ministry that needs to be trued there, which, which aspect. And, um, you know, you know the, the reality is if we never aim for a specific target, we're guaranteed to hit it. So... I suggest one of the best ways to kind of help us come into this place of commitment is to set goals, which is just very simple, very practical. Um, and, you know, we can be so busy with life and tasks that uh, we don't even realize that one or more of these areas become stagnant. But if we've set goals and if we have keep a list of these goals that we can refer to, it kind of helps us keep things in check, right? <clears throat> Pardon me. And it often... Um, oftentimes we end up finding security in areas of our giftedness or natural strength, which end up keeping us from being able to recognize the weaker areas. For instance, a great musician that doesn't have um, maybe a strong spiritual depth. But if we're able to set goals, write them down and keep a focus on them, it, it'll help us refer to the areas that actually need the work and instead of us just drifting towards our natural giftedness and forgetting something else. So four quick keys for setting goals, for helping us fine-tune our commitment. And the first is that just set up appropriate goals. In other words, goals that are reachable and attainable. Um, and obviously this should be done, uh, you know, prayerfully so that we're, we're definitely setting goals that are appropriate. Um, write out the goals. Um, it's been said that goals are three, at least three or four more times effective if they've been written out. And I would suggest that you set a goal for each of the three components. Um, the second would, or the, the second key would be set short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals. So first set appropriate goals, and then set short-term, medium, and long-term goals. That's the second key. Um, because some of what we do requires a mindset of a marathoner. It's more of a longer term. And other aspects require us to have more of a focus, kind of like a sprinter. It's a short-term thing. With, with bigger bursts of energy or a task that needs to get completed quicker than others. So um, each of these aspects requires a slightly different vision and skill set. So what do I mean by a short-term goal? How about something within the 30 to 60 day range? So when you look over your musical, spiritual, and social aspects of your worship ministry and of what you're doing, what are some short-term goals that need to be accomplished in each of those areas? For instance, musical. Uh, maybe you're going to learn three new songs and teach them to the team. You realize that musically you guys have just been rehashing the same old stuff. So a good goal would be to learn three new songs and teach them to the team. Spiritual. Uh, maybe you, you realize spiritual just has been lagging a bit. And so how about just a quick goal of read through the Psalms or increase the frequency of your times of personal devotion. Just a simple goal that can be accomplished and measured within 30 to 60 days. Social, personal. Um, 
maybe you realize you haven't been working with the team well enough and there's not enough community happening. How about if you set up a, um, you know, worship community team meeting like a, a barbecue or a game night or um, a night where you get together and watch maybe a video about worship team dynamics or, or something like that, or maybe even just a movie night. I remember one time I gathered the worship team together and instead of doing rehearsal, we all got together and uh, watched uh, Mr. Holland's Opus. You know, just something inspirational and kind of fun just to connect on. But that's a short-term goal. You can do that, set it within, put it on the calendar within the next 30, 60 days. So there's some ideas of some short-term goals. Each of those things would help you begin to grow and move forward. And obviously, once you've accomplished those short-term goals, you'll have room then to set more. Um, medium-term goals, like something within the 90 days, maybe to six-month range. Um Perhaps for musical, that means uh, maybe it's time to take some uh, voice lessons or music lessons. Um, maybe spiritually, it means that you begin over the next six months to meet with the pastor once a week to discuss you know, the worship in the life of the church. Or maybe you plan a servant evangelism type of event or activity for the worship team in the community that help you kind of break out of the the box of being up on the stage and the platform and kind of get out in the community. I mean, just something that you could do within the next 60 to 90 days, you know, longer and more of a medium term goal. Um, or social personal that perhaps maybe over the next six months or, you know, three to six months, you'd meet with, um, you know, all of your worship team or some of them, depending upon the size of the team. And you'd meet with them, maybe have coffee, maybe um, go out to lunch after church, but you, you take time socially to connect with your team outside of the realm of worship and rehearsal and the music. Um, so maybe those are some ideas of some medium-term goals or long-term goals. And by those, I mean like a year uh, or longer. So um, perhaps uh, for musical, the long-term goal would be find an additional drummer, or keyboard player, and bass player uh, for the team. That's musically you're going to do that. Um spiritually, perhaps, uh, let's say, read through the New Testament over this next year, or read through the Gospels this next year. Um, something that would take a longer period of time that would, uh, it's not something a quick fix, but it's something ongoing. Uh, maybe for personal or social, uh, how about if you take your family on a vacation, or plan to get away, or take a break, um, and sow into your family a little bit. I mean, those are just some ideas that you could plan. So there's short-term, medium-term, and long-term. All of them um, require a different type of focus and looking at each of these components of your worship ministry in a different way. But all of them are really important because uh, the third key after setting those types of goals would be to reevaluate your goals every three to four months. Obviously, that works really well with the short term and medium term, and maybe for the long term, those are evaluated in maybe every six months to a year. But Reevaluate your goals. Um, you know, as life continues to move on and the ministry, uh, you know, events happen or change the life of the church or in your life or the dynamic and the makeup of the worship team itself, things change. And so we need to set new goals. Um, obviously, we need to evaluate which goals that we've achieved now that can actually need to be maintained um, or adjust the current goals. Perhaps some of the maybe medium to longer range goals just didn't. Uh, weren't um, you, know, you didn't have the best uh, vision to be able to really 
pick the right type of goals for those settings, and so they need to be tweaked a little bit. Um, but that's something that's really important to do. And then uh, the really important key here, the fourth key for uh, effective goal setting would be you need to celebrate your goals that, that are reached. So get, find appropriate awards to reward yourself for doing that because it's going to take work. As you can see here, it's going to take focus to have a vision, to sit down and evaluate the vision and evaluate where you're at, to take a, a reading of, of what really is happening and what really isn't happening. And then out of that, setting goals and then celebrating the goals that you make and that you reach. And then the third ingredient for uh, having a plan to grow and to keep growing as a worship leader over time would be uh, making sure you equip yourself with appropriate tools and right tools um, to help you do the task at hand, which is leading worship, um, and even helping you to, to set goals in, in all three of these areas, the musical, spiritual, and social. Um, so what do I mean by the right tools? Well, um, I think it's great to, to take time to visit another church every now and then. Take a week off if you have that opportunity and just go see what someone else is doing. See what a, another church is doing. Um, see what God's doing in another church in the realm of worship. Sometimes it'll spark some great ideas. It'll kind of uh, maybe bring into better focus something that you're doing that isn't quite working. Or maybe it'll really validate something that you're doing that really works and encourage you greatly. Um, but a lot can be gained by going and visiting other churches in the area. Um, or perhaps going to a conference, equipping yourself with uh, going to a worship conference and taking some seminars and some workshops and um, sitting in the midst of just some uh, really dynamic corporate worship and hearing some incredible teaching on leadership or worship. Um, that would be another tool. Um, CDs. It's it's so good to um, to make sure that you're kind of... Uh, exposing yourself to to a variety of worship and the songs that are happening and what God is doing, not only just in your church in the midst of songs and worship, but also in your community and then corporately and nationally and even internationally. What is God doing? So CDs are a great way to do that and DVDs. And there's, boy, nowadays there's just so much available to us um, online uh, to purchase. That's a great way to do that and which Another great tool is making sure you're on the web. There's, there's, there's many great worship sites out there and tools and resources for you to be able to take a look at and to learn and to continue to, uh, you know, to, to get uh, tools for growth that way as well. Um, reading books, articles, um, podcasts, all those things, uh, you know, that, that help, um, well, and in a variety of ways. I mean, don't just look at it for worship. Look at... Um, aspects like um, leadership, reading books on leadership, theology, Christian living. Um, you know, I, I used to, at one time, you'd look at my nightstand and I'd have uh, maybe three three different books going at once in all those different areas, just something that would just kind of help me grow in, in other aspects, not just musically, not just spiritually, not just personally, but all those three together. So I'd encourage you to do that as well. Um, another great tool is accountability, you know, be able to connect with, um, hopefully with your leadership of your church or your pastors, there's relationship and there's ability to have accountability, not just from a personal and a spiritual sense, but also just in the, in the realm of becoming a good leader and of leading worship. Um, 
and even maybe some a smaller group of uh, friends or an accountability group you have. In some way, there should be relationship and accountability through that relationship. Um, and then obviously, developing a personal relationship uh, with the Lord and deepening your personal worship life and your prayer. You know, it's always important to be sure that you are um, spending time worshiping away from the platform. That's a tool that, that will help you continue to grow and not become stagnant. And um, finally, I just want to say, have make it fun. If what you're doing isn't enjoyable, um, you're not going to last long. And you won't grow because you won't be motivated to do that if it's just if it's not fun. And I don't mean fun in a just a frivolous way, but I mean just fun, enjoyable. That there's a joy, and um, the activities you do has joy in them. I I used to love not only rehearsing with the band and with the worship team, and I used to love that whole life that happens when you're when you're preparing the worship for the church on Sunday. But um, I used to love going out to dinner afterwards with the team. Here's an in fact. Here's another maybe a little. Um, one of the one of the the goals you could set maybe you know once a month or once a week or however however many times you rehearse maybe afterwards you go out grab coffee or go grab a dinner or something with the team invite whoever can go out or go at that time and it's just fun you go and you hang out and you get to know each other in a different way and it's kind of away from the task of leading music and it's just those are just some of the best and the most enjoyable times or inviting them over to my house and us just having a barbecue or celebrating one of the team members' birthdays or one of our kids' birthdays or, you know, whatever it is. Just it, it there was fun involved, um, as well as we'd goof around sometimes at practice, but uh, not at the expense of getting done and rehearsing the songs, but we'd, we would just, we'd have fun. So if you want to grow and if you want to continue moving forward, you've got to have a plan. If you don't aim at anything, you're guaranteed to hit it. So a plan requires three ingredients, a vision, a clarity of your vision. <laughs> it requires commitment to that vision. And it requires using the tools that will help you um, stay committed and help you stay focused on the vision. So I hope that uh, this has been helpful in helping us uh, continue to move forward and to grow as a worship leader, not just survive, but to grow as a worship leader over time. This presentation is part of the teaching and worship ministry of Brent Helming. Additional resources are available at www.brenthelming.com. We'd like to give a special thanks to Mark Griffo for the original music featured on this podcast, and thank you again for tuning in.